Shall we crack them open, my friend? Yes, yes. Oh, oh. really big foam. That's oh going to be a... Um, gosh. A sip and crack situation for Mind of Things. That is the first time the audio has sounded like yeah, that. Yeah, when we listen back, it'll be interesting. What we do here is go back, 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 back. episode of the Bros and Brews podcast. We're here today bringing you Weekly Brews 17. It is November the 4th. We're currently recording at 3.15pm in the afternoon and we're ready to just crack into another week. Uh, We love bringing you these Weekly Brews uh, weekly. Uh, It gives us an opportunity to catch up on a beer and just see what's going on in each other's lives and catch up. And without further ado, we start off with that brew. Uh, So yeah, that's Brewlet. We're into Brewlet 25, week 25 of Brewlet, still unsuccessful in purchasing the same beverage, uh, respectively obviously from different parts of the country, Wellington and Auckland, we had, there's no cheating involved, we just, you know, we just, we just haven't got there. Um, so yeah, we'll proceed by naming the type of beer, then on to uh, what that beer is called and where, where it's from. Um, we've been close. We were close last week. How was both? Yeah, last the... week got the old adrenaline running. Yeah, it did. It was very close. Uh, it was a sour, wasn't it? Last week it was. It was. Yeah. Uh, but nevertheless, nevertheless, week twenty-five. Here we go on the count of three. We'll name what type of beer we've got. One, two, three. Hazy IPA. pale ale. Another one down the drain. A hazy pale ale, but not a hazy IPA. Someone is getting finicky. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Um, I'll start us off. Um, this week, uh, I am drinking a hazy pale ale. It is called Sunshine Daydream, uh, and it's from a brew we haven't had on uh, Brulette. Uh, sorry, brewery we haven't had on Brulette yet, and that's Eight Wired. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, have seen them before. Um, I did try a few eight wired when I was at uh, the beer convention and what beer vana that's what it's called. Um, and yeah, enjoyed it. Uh, this was the only one that popped out to me on the shelf, so I got this one. That's what I'm on. Fair enough. Well, as you said, today is Brulette twenty five. We're sort of a quarter of a way to a hundred, if my maths is correct. That also means that we, after today's unsuccessful attempt, mean we hit $100 in our wow. kitty uh, of, of brulette prize pool. And to sort of celebrate the uh, the occasion, I thought I'd go with something quite, I don't want to say generic, but uh-huh. but something that feels sort of appropriate to figure out where it sits on our, on our spectrum of beers. And that is Garage Project's absolute classic. Uh, we've done Pernicious Weed before. We've done The Harpy Days before. Um, what was the one I did recently as well? What else is in Garage Projects so I have Core Age? Anyway, today I've gone with the classic Garage Easter. Garage Easter. Yeah, yep. true. We I have would not say hit that one. It's probably part of Garage Projects Core 3 or 4, mm-hmm. along with Harpy Days. Yep. I thought, you know what? If we're going to get through our first 50 beers, 25 of each of us... Uh, it seems like th- this is a beer that needs to be slotted somewhere in the score. So perhaps not that interesting, 
but also uh, I'm sure this is in Auckland, so I thought there is a chance that he could pick it out. That's so, true. Uh, yeah, the Garage Easter IPA. Interested to see where this fits, because this is the kind of beer that's on a lot of taps in Wellington oh, for at sure. non-Garage Project sort of affiliated spots. Yep. And could very well be a go-to kind of, if they have nothing else, I'll have a pint of this and, and be happy with it. So, shall we crack them open, my friend? Yes, yes. Oh, really oh. big foam. That's oh going to be a... Um, gosh. A sip and crack situation for Mind of Things. That is the first time the audio has sounded like yeah, that. Yeah, when we listen back, it'll be interesting. Safely pried open. Uh, cheers to you, my friend. Cheers. Obviously, have a slightly um, foamier first taste than perhaps mm. I'd like. Nevertheless, the Garagista sort of does does what I expected it to on first tastes. It tastes like an IPA. It tastes like the sort of thing that you would spend ten dollars on a pint of in Wellington and not be disappointed and not be blown away. Um, I think the real test of this will be how it how it ages over the course of three hundred and thirty mils because if it stays at this level all the way through, I think it'll get a really good score because you know it's just sort of easy drinking without yeah. being like a lager. Um, but it might also you know has the potential to drop off. So how about you? Yeah, this uh, hazy pale ale. I mean, pale ale. We we, we know those. Um, but the hazy straightaway, real nice, like at the front. Um, when I took my first sip, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is really good." And then it just simmers away into your kind of your normal pale ale notes and things like that. Um, not that that's like a disappointing, you know, it's simmering away. Um, it's very refreshing. It's actually a very refreshing drink, um, and I can definitely see the old sunshine daydream of it, whether it is uh, sunny outside. It's not sunny outside up here in Auckland today. Um, actually, oh, it's, it's spring. It's on and off. Um, but yeah, it's really nice. It's really nice. It kind of surprised me when I took that first sip. So yeah, we'll see see how it goes. I, I have, once again, a 440 mil can. Um, I really should stop buying these because you'd never get them. Um, but you know, we have to well, try them. Well, I'm, I'm going to have to start. <laughs> True, you will be running out I was soon. at New World's uh, Schaefer's at about 9 o'clock this morning, as you do, buying a beer, as you do, feeling the eyes of the <laughs> security people, as you do. Um, and I gotta say, like I've sent you the photo before of how many beers that place mm. has. I am running out of three thirty mils. There's sort of pockets <laughs> of areas that I don't think we'll touch. Like I'm probably not gonna buy any stouts. Stout porters. Yeah, like I'm those are just not gonna happen. No. Uh there's a few shall we say our classic beers, you know, IPAs, Pilsners from breweries that I know I don't necessarily feel that strongly towards mm-hmm. so i may decide to go into some of those or i might just have to buckle up and start buying 440s i mean we're moving into spring and summer so in theory you know socializing uh over an extra 110 mils may be more appealing but today i really felt it you know there was a time on brulette where you just go and pick something and leave now it's like i've done that i've done that i've done that I've yeah done that, yeah that. yeah and actually, next time I'm there, I might take a photo and sort of do some crosses over the, over this. Because 25 is a lot, man. 50 oh, all up. Yeah. 50 all up. 50 all up. How many people in New Zealand can say they've, they've between them and their friend, tried 50 and have score? I was telling someone, uh, actually, about this uh, the other day, and I guess this segue into how we are, but um, one of uh, mum and dad's family friends uh, who live in London, who I've stayed with in London before, so I, I know them well enough uh, I have stayed with them a couple of times and 
caught up with them a few times when I was in Bristol and yeah, so they came, they've come to New Zealand because their daughter-in-law had a baby and, you know, they just said pay the managed isolation type thing. Um, and so catching up with them was really weird, just as a sort of, how the last two years been for you type thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I was telling them about, about Brulette and they were very impressed Nice to uh, hear the volume of beers we've been through. So, you know, public service, letting people know. Um <laughs> Yeah, but th- that was something that, ha- that happened this week. Oh, why don't I just rattle off some other things that have oh, happened this going, week? Keep going, please. How are you? Tell me all about it. I, I'm tired today, Yeah, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> I've been finding the sort of change to spring has really... My sleeping patterns haven't adjusted yet. Some nights have mm. been really hot. Some nights have been really cold. We're having the kind of, do we go down to a single sheet or just to keep the duvet situation? You know, there's uh, the, the sort of bedroom politics of that which we haven't quite really figured out um obviously body temperatures are different at night time open the window and then it's really windy shut the window and then it's hot so the sleeping patterns haven't really settled in (laughs) yeah um but yeah uh, other than that fairly good um this week found out that i was having to hire someone new to take over from the kind of casual person working at the barbershop Mm-hmm. We'd cover my shifts when I do my acting stuff and need time off. And he was meant to, well, he'd basically said to me he's applying for a grad job because he's finished his uni thing. But uh, unfortunately for him, but fortunately for me, he hasn't got any of the jobs he's interviewed for. So he's agreed to cover me uh, when I'm shooting the short film in a couple of weeks' time and when Fran and I go way down south. So that was a big tick yesterday when nice. I realized I don't have to hire someone new, which is life admin that no one ever needs. Um, but other than that, pretty chill, man. The weekend was interesting. Uh, Halloween antics on Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, we had a couple of events to go to, um, which I don't think is ever really a recipe for a good night because most of the time you end up sort of underdoing both things. You're not really fully (laughs) at either place and the logistics of getting from place one to place two and... So anyway, I set my I set my standard really low uh, for Halloween. Yes, we could go out. Yes, we could see people. Obviously <laughs> privileged. Now I can move on. Uh, but so the the first the first thing uh, was sort of more significantly out of town than the second thing. So there was some car logistics going on, and then I drove to the first place and had a drink, and then we drove to the second place where our friend's band was playing. Um, which was cool because live mm. music had a flat party is yeah. p- pretty awesome sick. Uh, and in the end both things were, were really nice we kind of stayed for as long as we wanted to at, at both we didn't feel like we left the first thing too early or arrived at the second thing too late um, I was very happy with my Halloween costume it looked good uh, which went from as I think I said last week's episode sort of an and nothing to a hundred. I spent a lot of paint hours uh, on the old Vegeta costume, but yeah, probably the most happy I've ever been with a Halloween costume, which was nice. which was a good feeling. Um, but I do have one story to share from after, or well, sort of the, the very end of uh, the Saturday night, which was not Halloween; it was the thirtieth. Um, so we were Ubering from uh, Ara Valley to Tidai. Uh, friend nice because we'd driven to this party and of course parked the car uh tucked the keys in in the proverbial jacket pocket knowing that we would not be driving home drunk we'll go and get the car on sunday morning so we mm-hmm. ubered back to hataido and i said oh well, i'll get out at the village in hataido and get us some pies from the hataido bakery which oh, yeah. 
you know, 24 hours on a Saturday. What a dream. Um, very, very much a fan of the old chicken pie uh, from the Tata Bakery. <laughs> and so this was like 12.30, 1 o'clock, so not super late. Uh, and it had sort of started drizzling by that point. So with my two chicken pies in hand, you know, in the classic brown paper bags, I, I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll sort of half run home, partly because, you know, the rain's coming down a little bit, partly because just get home fast to eat the pie. Yep. Partly because, you know, a, a little bit under the influence, I thought, let's go for a little run. Why not? <laughs> and so I was running past the, I mean, this depends on how well you can visualize uh, a tie but I was running past the four square on what is sort of an, uh, a covered bank of shops. Yep. You know, there's, there's a few restaurants and things and tripped fast enough that I couldn't, you know, when you trip, but you stay on your feet, yes, it, it yes. was fast enough that I, I, I fell Oh my but gosh. I don't know whether it was, you know, the 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 year of drama school training or, <laughs> or, or instincts reflexes, but sort of so fell and kind of turned it into a bit of a dive roll. Oh my gosh. And so I must have dive rolled because I ended up back on my feet. Like I'd gone over. I, I'd done the full, you know, head tuck and gone all the way around and rolled back up. Both pies completely intact and still in hand, no squashage. <laughs> And it was smooth enough that I, I sort of just kept kind of my running pace afterwards. And I knew that there was a guy behind me, you know, maybe 10 meters behind me. And as I just sort of kept running after this fall, I just heard him go, you good? And I just <laughs> ran into the night, chucked up a thumb and just boosted it home. And I thought, that guy's going to be telling the story of seeing Vegeta trip, dive roll, run with his pies. And I thought, nice. That that's, that's a good Halloween story. That's so good. That's so. Funny. Yeah, it was wild. I mean, I I didn't know what was happening in the moment, but I guess my my your your reflexes, reflexes, your reflexes just sort yeah. of did it the right way. Kept rolling. Had a bit of like a small graze on my palm where I'd kind of put my hand down, but two pies made it home. Uh, I I felt both embarrassed and elated at what oh, I had just yeah. performed, um, <laughs> and I as soon as I woke up the next morning, I was like, "You need to remember to tell the the story of the fall." That's <laughs> so, yeah, so good. Yeah, that was that was probably the highlight of the night. Um, and then yeah, the really only other thing to share is you may remember a couple of weeks ago I I came late because of some some rat antics at our house. Yes. Well, this week I caught a rat in our oh. rat trap and she was a big boy oh uh she big boy whatever it was a rat it was huge i would have said its tail was a good 20 Ooh, centimeters yeah dug a hole in the garden and sort of grabbed the trap out and kind of dropped it straight in and the murderous look on this rat's eyes was just so disgusting like it it looked like a cartoon angry rat and it was big and uh yeah that was definitely a low light of the week i had to have a shower straight afterwards not because i haven't touched or anything but just because i said oh yeah uh so yeah highlight of my week uh my my peak of the week would have been the the dive roll and the pit would have been uh digging a pit for said rat um wow how about you my boy how's your week been up in Uh, the land of auckland yeah up in the land of auckland just watching and waiting um yeah look it's hard you know not working anything like that uh yeah haven't haven't really been doing much um i did get an audition come through the other day 
nice. which was cool. Um, so did that. Nice to be doing self tapes and things like that. Um, but you know, it's so hard to know when or if work will actually be you know coming more because obviously not a lot can happen. Um, anyway, carrying on. Yeah, Halloween over the weekend was really cool. Uh, me and Morgan dressed up uh, as a French couple, um, but we did a bit of a gender bend. Um, so she was a, a sleazy, sexy Frenchman, uh, and I was a, a beautiful uh, wahine in a dress and a red beret uh, with full makeup on. I had full face on. I'm gonna have to look at the picture while you're talking. Yeah, uh, it was uh, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, um, and uh, you know uh, the rest of the flatmates and stuff dressed up as well. And we basically just had really chilled drinks uh, and we played scum. We played presidents uh, and assholes uh for majority of the night which was really cool so yeah kept it really tame but we thought we'd do the dress up with things that were obviously in the house um someone was a frog someone was a gypsy um someone was sandy off greece uh and then you had um a kind of chav drug dealer and a um gold digger which was <laughs> which was really cool um yeah everyone everyone did a really cool job but it was a really chill night which was nice so we got to have a little bit of a Halloween. Um, safe to say there were no knocks on the door for any sorts of candy or chocolate, which we were very scared was going to happen. Because, um, I don't know, some people just disregard the rules and things. You never know. Apparently there's a few little, you know, these uh, some of these families have a few, like, you know, little inside connections to each other. So they may have done something together. But I really, I don't know. Didn't see anything, which was nice. Um, and yeah, my story time, uh, one story to tell yesterday, we kind of had a bit of like a down day. Moods were pretty low. We, you know, woke up and were like, yeah, it's just not going to be one of those days. Um, and he had to go to the new world to go grab a beer. And while we were in there, Morgan was like, I'm going to go get something. And I was like, cool. sweet. she went away. Uh, she came back. She was like, it wasn't there. I was like, what was it? She was like, a lamb shank. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I, I, like you will do lamb shanks, and I wanted a lamb shank. I was like, okay. She's like, well, maybe it was breakfast, so we'll come back later and see if they have it. So we came back to the flat, you know, did absolutely nothing, really, right, right, right. And then uh, something happened, bit of drama, not here in the flat, with someone else, drama, all of this, everyone got worked up, and it was a lot, and at this point, uh, Morgan again was like, I want my lamb shank. So I got in the car with her, we went to the same new world, she walked inside, um, and she came back to the car, no lamb shank, very upset. Uh, and I said to her, you, you can get a lamb shank from Hell's. Hell's do like a lamb shank and like gravy and, and mash and things. She immediately went onto her phone, went to Hell's, ordered a pickup for said lamb shank. Uh, I was like, throw in some prawn horns for me because I'm not going to miss out on any prawn horns. Throw in a couple prawn horns, yep, babe. Definitely. Um, and we, we, went, we went to the Hell's. Uh, I stayed inside. Anyway, while I was in the car and she was waiting for the food, I just received this message from her saying, like, I I almost cried because what happened was is the guy inside the house was wearing his mask. And so, you know, came up. Oh, yeah, order. Yep, sweet, cool. And he went away to go have a look. And he turned back to Morgan and he was like, 
yeah, that'll be four forty-five minutes. And she was like, she apparently she replied, what? And he, he was like, no, 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 no. It'll be four to five minutes. And all of a sudden relief went across her body as she thought she'd have to wait 45 minutes for her lamb shank that she really needed because she was getting very hangry at this point. Nonetheless, four minutes later, she gets her lamb shank. We get home get onto the table she devours into her lamb shank i asked for a little bit she was very reluctant to give me any she managed to give me a bite and uh that was the day that she finally got her lamb shank uh that comfort food that she very much needed for a day that just really wasn't wasn't going anywhere well or anything had going for it so that is the story of the lamb shank I mean, I gotta say, when you say 45 minutes, I was like, yeah, lamb shanks are generally like a slow-cooked thing. So, how does, I mean, this is maybe a question I don't expect you to answer, but how does Hells cook their lamb shanks? I mean, we've done our big fast food takeaways episode. Yeah. Uh, Are they just cooking some, do they just have like a big slow cooker and I guess they just sort of pull one out when someone orders it because it's so different than the pizza making process right true I don't know I mean it came in an aluminum like um uh tin uh what do you call it yeah you know like the the instead of a plastic thing it was it was foil and it had a top on it and inside it was just a massive lamb shank some peas gravy mint sauce and some mash it looked like the whole thing had just been chucked into an oven. Weird. But in saying, question. in saying that, the lamb was very well done. Like, not, as in not overcooked. It was it was very good. Yeah, I imagine they probably just, at the start of the day, cook X amount of lamb, sh- lamb shanks and just based on just kind of how many they know they usually do. Because you can't cook a lamb shank quickly. Yeah, it has no. to be cooked slowly that's what sort of falls off the bone and it did it did fall off the bone so i'm not entirely sure might have to get some insider information howls for that one yeah Um, i mean if you're a listener and you've worked at howls or you know somebody's worked howls we'd love we would love to know the ins and outs and i mean i extend (laughs) that to to if you've ever worked at any uh sort of fast food takeaway place and you have inside scoops or secret menu items that could be a whole episode in itself i mean i always forget that our our friend and next flatmate uh chris worked at burger king for a time and he always used to say that it's like burger king's slogan i think is literally like have it your way or something and he's like no you can do whatever you want and the employees like have to abide have by to the sort of customization thing um so yes, wow. please, if you're a listener and you either have insight on the, the lamb shank situation, the lamb shank redemption, <laughs> I mean, if we titled an episode, we'd call this episode the, the lamb, the lamb, shank, lamb redemption. shank redemption. Um, well, I'm glad Morgan got the shank after such yes. a, an ordeal. Yep. And you, of course, played the role of uh, dutiful sidekick and prawn horn. What the hell is a prawn horn? It's basically just pastry with a few prawns inside it. I don't get prawns, bro. I just... Bro, I, I love... I oh, do not so get good. prawns. Nah, they're so good. Ah, just little just... little fleshy, fishy bites. But don't you have to, like, take their legs off or their head off or something? Um, I mean, you can cook prawns fully and then just like how you, like de-shell a crab, you just do the same with a prawn. Yeah, see, I'm not into all that. And, like, I never understand pasta dishes 
with seafood where you have to remove bits from your plate like you know, there's some traditional italian dishes that are say seafood with uh like cockles or mussels or yeah i don't want to have to remove things from shells in my pasta dish and then remove the shells from the plate that just seems yeah. like extra sort of work in the same nah. way that the sort mm. of stone grill thing absolutely understand that mussels have to be sort of steamed in their casing and you know crab has an ex- a hard exterior and needs to be taken from the inside but uh, that sort of extra admin at the at the the table is something that i'm not really here to sign up for yeah i, I mean like in a pasta potentially yeah but i mean do you eat meat off the bone yeah i guess so yeah i mean it's the same thing except the, the bones inside of it instead of outside of it i suppose that's fair i'll take that on the chin <laughs> think about it a little bit more <laughs> It's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah. And I have no no response at the moment. Um, uh, was is that the sort of the, the crux of your week? Not to say that you need to share anything uh, more. No, yeah. I've no, taken you... it down a different route and I feel nice. the need to bring it back in case you have said anything yeah. else. No, the one last point was basically um, how you kind of, you know, you described after your second vax how oh, yeah. you were feeling. Um, I had nothing after mine. Morgan had nothing after her. Uh, her, her sister Terry Ann had nothing after hers. Um, but can say the the fourth one who received it uh, yesterday, I believe, or maybe the day before, is feeling uh, nauseous with a bit of a headache and fatigue. So, um, one out of four of us felt the felt the symptoms, which is um, we were all very surprised. Mm. You know, you hear how much the second vaccine will potentially kick you. But um, no, the first one was we felt it more than the second one, so oh, it's all it's all different for everyone, really. So yeah, just a just a fun little not fact, but reality. Oh, of boy, the like situation. Ch- chicken? No. Yeah, 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 How yeah. are you? Is a key part. How were yeah. you in response to in response to that? Um, other thing I wanted to say that I f- I forgot to mention was um, the past week, Fran. Uh, did her first uh, pole performance at her pole studio, uh, which I got yo. to go and see as an audience member. was very interesting. Um, definitely felt the uh, the difference between a dance vibe. Uh, and again, you know, I'm sure there are some people in the pole community who would say that pole was not necessarily dancing. You know, it might be acrobatics or strength or, you know. there. I don't want to necessarily put all pole and all dance in the same category yeah. but there's a definite crossover there in the sort of the vibe of the audience which is very much cheer during the performance mm. sort of calling out encouragement uh which is obviously very different than the standard for say theater which is very much our background where you sit down you shut up and you applaud at the end yeah uh, also at the end of the first half perhaps if there's an intermission um and and i've never really been able to understand the the kind of the dance audience vibe because it's Mm. just not it's not the way that i understand the role of an audience but i i do understand that within those artistic communities that is the way that you show your support so uh yeah it was interesting to be an audience member in that kind of environment that was very much not my instinct and i kind of had to get over that early (laughs) awkwardness to sort of uh, to to join in and be part of that, and by the by the end, I felt a lot more comfortable. But yeah, I thought it was worth worth mentioning, if nothing else, just to to recognise how different 
being a kind of audience member in, in different art forms uh, can be. I remember our, our friend Al always used to send me videos of kind of people doing dance routines and, and the people in the audience being so loud. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'm, I guess with dance, it's one thing. The thing that pisses me off is, you know, ex musician is playing live and the people in the crowd are like yelling at them and cheering. I'm like, shut up. I just want to hear the person singing. I don't want to hear you yelling out that you love them. Um, also, side point, Billie Eilish, come to New Zealand. Are you going to get a ticket or have they already sold out? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were already sold out. Uh, yeah, I was really going to jump onto it, but I can't really justify like spending quite a lot of money on things at the moment. Fair. Which fair. is just the hard reality of not being able to work throughout this whole entire lockdown. Um you know, like I, I have, I have money in the kitty, um, but that's savings for, you know, the future. Um, so yeah, can't really justify big spins like that. Fair um, enough. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I, yeah, I am, I mean, look, if, you know, something miraculous comes through and I can get a ticket potentially under good circumstances, then maybe. Um, but as of this moment, no. Fair enough. I just, rem- I thought of, I thought of you. I thought of you when the tour was announced because it was such an early episode in our whole Bros and Bros experience was you talking about Billie Eilish and talking about, uh, was it Laneway? Uh, Yes. Yeah, Yeah, when when you saw Billie at Laneway and your desire to see that person again. But that's okay. You don't have to go to every single concert. Um, (laughs) But but we should move on. And I do have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Um, It's slightly a, a more, how shall I frame this? I don't know deep question philosophical question off the bat of uh uh a few a few weeks we've had a a few sort of lighter type questions um my question for you this week and i'm probably going to have to explain the term which is i I didn't know what the term was until i came across it recently there's a great uh writer author philosopher called malcolm gladwell and he's this brilliant podcast called revisionist history which i do recommend to our audience um and revisionist history is all about malcolm gladwell analyzing uh i guess events from history through a lens of you know decades more knowledge and reflecting on those events to then use them as kind of an example of psychology or philosophy or how can we use x event to analyze the human condition essentially And this episode that I was listening in particular was talking about uh, a guy called Wilt Chamberlain, who is a really successful NBA basketball player and, you know, decades long gone. I think he maybe played in the 60s and 70s, maybe 70s and 80s. He famously had a 100-point game in the NBA. Wilt Chamberlain was the guy that scored 100 points. Um, And what he was talking about in this episode was the, the concept of an underhand free throw in basketball and how statistically like uh, physics wise shooting an underhand free throw is a lot more effective than overhand just the way the parabola happens how consistent you can be uh but there's this thing in the psyche of basketball players is that they don't want to shoot underhand free throws because it seems girly or it seems weak or weird so just no one ever does it um and this whole discussion and please forgive my long run-up was <laughs> as an example of this concept of a uh, threshold which is all about how likely you are to do something uh 
based on how other people feel about the same thing. So mm. there was one basketball player, I, I can't remember what his name was and I really should remember who, who's kind of the only NBA basketball player ever who shot his whole career free throws underhand. And he's an example of someone whose threshold is uh, really, I've got to get this around the right way. Um, if you have a high threshold, it means you don't really care what other people think. So yep. if your threshold is high, you are less likely to be influenced by group mentality. So mm. in the case of the basketball player who shoots underhand free throws, he uh, basically didn't care. Whereas a lot of other people in the NBA have a low threshold or low enough that they won't be sucked in in the same way that you know someone with a strong threshold will have. So the definition is thresholds, the number of people who need to be doing some activity before we agree to join in. Mm. And so a classic example would be rioting, right? How many yeah. people have to be rioting in order for you to overcome your fear of the consequence or how you feel about um, the institution before you kick in? Now, some people have a really low threshold. One person throws a stone, I'm there. I'm throwing a stone. Some people have a really high threshold and will just never do it like for example in writing probably old people for the most part have quite a high threshold they probably wouldn't get involved in that sort of activity but if all of a sudden hundreds of thousands of people were doing it eventually your threshold will be reached right so mm. my question to you after three minutes of monologuing is <laughs> how high do you think your threshold is how um how quickly do you think you join in with with the masses now this can be in something sort of like a negative context or like you know you might be at a party and people are like shall we do this shall we do this and you might jump in really quickly or you might be someone that takes some time but i'm interested to explore this kind of concept of threshold with you through all yeah. of our interest in myers-briggs and personality and introvert and extrovert um yeah talk to me about your threshold yeah I um I mean with with everything like I think it really is situational you know like I think if you know my friends or someone close or you know some you know people in my immediate circle are you know doing something and I and I think if it, if it's at least something that you know I would believe in or something like that I would say I have a pretty low threshold but when it comes to like complete randoms people outside and stuff like that i'd say i'd have a pretty high threshold i i don't say i'm easily influenced by things kind of um not in my tunnel vision if that makes sense you know mm -hmm. just things that are just outside i guess my control or i'm not looking or seeing and things like that i mean yeah pretty high threshold i mean in the sense of a riot and stuff like that i mean it all depends on what the riot's about if i just saw people rioting on the streets and i didn't know what they were rioting for i wouldn't join but if if i knew why these people were rioting and things like that then yeah i probably would but i mean in terms of how many people would it take for me to do something i think like yeah like i said i think it just all depends on how many people want to do it i mean like here at the flat one person says you know we're gonna drink tonight and then all of a sudden we all go yeah we're drinking tonight I guess it's not that very hard but once again i've got nothing against alcohol i can control how much i'm gonna drink i don't have to get like drunk drunk so 
I don't know. It's a pretty hard, hard question. I guess like if I had to just like, you know, put it down in the sense of what do I think my threshold is? I'd say like medium, mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes sense. I, yeah. I think, I think it really just depends on, yeah, what, what the thing's about and whether it's actually going to do anything for me at the end of the day. One thing I always go to in the sense of kind of describing my kind of pa- pa- pacifism is I will never start a fight. I, you know, I, I'll never really like, I'm talking about physical fight. I will never look to start a physical fight. I don't want to be in a physical fight. Uh, if someone's an, annoying me in some way, I won't want to fight. But if all of a sudden someone that I'm very close with is in a fight or something is going on or like they need help or defense or something like that, then I have no problem in jumping in. All of a sudden my threshold becomes low and I'm mm. there for that person in that moment. But in the sense of just kind of looking for something like that, I have a very high threshold. I don't want it. That's how I kind of, I guess, kind of describe that situation in my head or what that kind of means for a threshold for me at least. Yeah. And I guess when you think of threshold, it really is essentially about how quickly will you join something Mm. um so you know you you talk about not uh you know actively it's not actually about the person that Uh, is the the instigator that person kind of is exempt from the the threshold they're kind of case zero i guess if you're the first person to pile in your threshold is one if you're the second person to pile in you go oh not only is that person in a fight but my other friends in a fight go piling on and it works its way up but I think another another way to think of this is like online petitions and protest marches and you know you can you can see say in something like uh, Extinction Rebellion or climate change protests you know if you hear oh 3,000 people are going to go and march I imagine lots of people with medium to high thresholds go oh that's not that many people I probably mm. won't go but all of a sudden, if you replace that with 300,000, the people with the medium and the high thresholds go, oh, that's a lot of people. Like, I kind of want to be part of that. Yeah, yeah, uh, And yeah. That's, not a, that's not a judgment, but it is the nature of those things that can go from zero people to 100 people to 1,000 people to 10,000 people. There is always an entry point for where you sit on a joining scale, regardless of, I guess, the specifics of the mm. situation or the scenario of the content. Obviously there sense. are some things that you will never join a protest for, or like you'll never sign a petition for because you don't believe in them. True. But for that, that big group of stuff that you could be convinced to sign, if you could be bothered or could be convinced to march for, if you could be bothered or can be convinced to engage in, if you can be bothered, whether it's something like a riot and an extremity or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, do we go to the supermarket and, get some ice creams like you know those are yes. all part of your, your threshold and you know i don't think that anyone has a specific threshold number and obviously it fluctuates based on certain things but i i guess the theory of this psychology is that you exist somewhere on the spectrum you're yeah. lower you know some people have lower thresholds and some will have higher thresholds well um, and the way that you've described it there then i would probably say like i have a medium threshold yeah yeah, yeah for sure what which is fine you know you oh, don't yeah. have to be like low or high i think no. i'm probably high ish mm-hmm. um 
Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I same as you. I think there are aspects of my personality that I'm, I'm drawing more. I'm trying to become more spontaneous. Like yeah. I'm not a spontaneous person. So mm. by nature of that, I'd say my threshold is naturally higher. Um, I'm trying to become more of a person that says yes to things without thinking, you know, oh, what else do I have to do? And what is the opportunity cost? And uh, as much as we've talked about that. So I would expect my threshold is quite high, but then I can be quite reactionary as a person sometimes. Like sometimes I will... I will join in without actually, you know, thinking about how, you know, how I think about things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's quite a complicated concept, but I was listening to this podcast episode some weeks ago and I thought, wow, that's a really, really inter- interesting concept, you know, mm. threshold. How many people do you need to do something before you decide, all right, I'll do it now. I mean, stocks is another thing, the whole GameStop thing. You know, ten people uh, are yeah. saying, "Oh, I'll buy shares." And you're like, "Nah, you're 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 idiots. That's not going to happen." Thousand people, oh, should I should I think about it? All of a sudden, a hundred thousand people are in it. You're like, "Damn it! Like, is it too late, or should I get in now?" You know, it really does apply to basically everything in life, mm. uh, from a you know group uh, psychology perspective. Um, but yeah, I I just thought. I'd be interested to ask you. I, I expected you to probably be somewhere in the middle. I expected me to be somewhere in the middle, but um, something for the audience to, to think about is when you when you fit on this threshold uh, scale and, and where do you fit in when you know there's groups of people making make decisions about things. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's my question for this week. That's interesting. That's just, I've heard threshold obviously used in like different ways kind yeah, of like thing pain but threshold is a, is a yeah, classic thing exactly but a threshold in, in in that kind of sense is 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 very interesting yeah for sure yeah i think um yeah i would say i'm in the middle because i could really go either way depending on what it is like you talking about stocks high threshold i have got no interest in yeah ever doing anything even if everyone in the world is doing it no, yeah i got no interest yeah i'd rather see my money in front of me please <laughs> dollar dollar bills well speaking of money <laughs> let's use that as a natural transition into celebrity treasure island Oi. did you watch the final last I night i did did you watch the final i last watched night? the final last night friend, I had caught up. all right don't listen from now yeah we'll spoiler approximately a minute if you haven't watched the final of celebrity treasure island yet you've been warned we're getting into it now of course successful winner chris parker uh, yeah. for his charity Rainbow Youth. Uh, Fran and I had joked the whole season that the show shouldn't be Celebrity Treasure Island. It's really... Well, she calls it Celebrity Treasure Chris Parker. I call it Celebrity Treasure Island Chris Parker. But anyway, he's been the key narrator. He's been kind of the front person the whole time. Uh, did he get a winner's edit? Who knows? But he won, deservedly so. We both thought the finale was a bit meh. It was kind of, you know are they editing the time on this? You know, they were doing interviews while doing the That's thing. That's what I thought, and it all yeah. just felt a, bit, felt a bit weird and it did feel a little bit weird for sort of the whole season and the clues to actually just end up being three people digging in an area, you know. But for the most part, hey, if we reflect on reflect on the season, pretty good show, yep. uh, pretty good cast, production value was pretty high. I mean, uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again, very strong similarities to Survivor, oh, to put it sure. lightly. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, hey, I, I think the last season they did was 2019. 
I think they'll probably start casting a new season now because from what I can understand, the ratings have been really high. Yeah. Um, but as someone that's never really watched any New Zealand reality TV show, I've got to say, Slippery Treasure Island this season was, was pretty good watching. Yeah, I agree. I, I Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, me and Morgan were really, like, actually quite invested in it. Um, and, yeah, we were team Chris since the start. Uh, Rainbow Youth. And just, I mean, yeah, his personality. I mean, you can understand why he was narrator the whole entire thing because, I mean, he was really the only one that you know, I don't just I don't he he literally lit up the show in so many different ways, you know. So of course you're going to give him screen time because he had great things to say and he was playing the game very well. At least I thought he played it very well. The yeah, the final was really interesting. The way that it kind of laid out, challenges were great. The running was great, right, right, right. But then all of a sudden, yeah, it got to that shack and them digging, and it was like, there's got to be more to this than than them just having to just find three pieces of the map, and then all of a sudden, Lance finds a wooden X in the middle of the ground, and he's like, oh well, I must have to dig there. They're just yeah, it just felt kind of it was a bit clunky it was it was very clunky yeah but i mean uh, to your comment in the sense of like was it rigged production kind of thing uh, to be honest the way that chris reacted to the fact that he had gotten the money i was like that's pure you know i think he i think he really got to that end and was like oh no no i don't think it was rigged at all but i just think the way that these tv shows are created you 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 film the season and as the editors you know who has won yeah and then you edit you edit based off yeah. that. I mean, you've got to show everyone in the initial first few episodes. So like, you know, who everyone is, but this sort of TV isn't democratic. They don't give everyone the same screen time. They have to invest you as an audience. So by the time you get to the finale, you're either invested in Chris's story or you're yep. invested in Lance's story, or you are invested in Edna's story. True. Um, and maybe it is just that Chris gave the best interviews because he's a very likable, funny person with great improv skills and, you know, awesome one-liner wisecracks. <laughs> Whereas in reality TV shows, some people aren't good at those interviews and True. they just don't include their stuff. So yeah. maybe that was it. But, you know, there was a lot of Chris Parker season uh, True. in this season, which, hey, I think everyone was pretty thankful for. But sometimes it felt like... Has anyone else got anything to say? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. Sorry, I, re- I retract what I said before. No, no, fair enough. A, fair it enough. was a false statement. A no, because there were some people that were talking about maybe it was rigged for Lance because he just kept seeming to win all these things and was captain half the season. And uh, Yeah, there are a few things I would like them to change gameplay-wise next season, which I don't necessarily expect them to. But yeah, for the most part, New Zealand reality TV series suffer from the way that they're edited and produced and put together. Yeah. And this season of Celebrity Treasure Island, at least. Uh, Had it all. Yeah, it, it did It did pretty well. Um, yeah. So, uh, obviously, that is one of my Waddy Watchings. Yep. Uh, the other two Waddy Watchings I have to share are Halloween-based. Uh, I've never really been someone that's gone into Halloween from an entertainment perspective. Um, like, Christmas, I've you know watched lots of christmas movies in the build-up yeah, true this has been the first year where i was like well maybe we'll watch some halloween films and actually based off this year i expect we'll do more next year <laughs> um the two halloween films that i watched that either maybe it was the friday night the 29th uh was the adams family which i've never seen before oh um, nice classic classic yep a film where i now kind of get the whole thing and can see how it's sort of a rewatchable type vibe um, 
Yeah. And for the first time, I watched Scream. Have you seen Scream? <gasps> Have you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you never seen, seen Scream before? No, I've never oh seen Scream. Oh, my gosh. Dude, I haven't seen any, basically any um, famous cult classic classics. Cult classics within the sort of vaguely horror genre. Yeah, never seen it before. Wow. Uh, and it was good. I mean, I don't like scary movies. I, yeah. I don't enjoy that feeling, but... Uh, watched it with the safety of Fran beside me and I think now that I know now that it wouldn't be scary next time or as scary I'll be able to go back and watch it and enjoy the how meta it is all the homage to uh, previous horror tropes and films but I did I did really enjoy it Um, so those kind of got me into the the Halloween spirit a little bit and yeah next year looking forward to maybe tacking a couple more Halloween films on but yeah I just I just I I think it's it's just a personality thing I don't think I'm going to grow into scary movies anymore I think that's been decided for me they're just it's not it's not for me but if you make them well and they have an interesting story or they're they're kind of put together in a way that I'm I'm intrigued uh, without just being scared I can definitely get on board Um, Adam's Family obviously uh, not really a scary <laughs> film but very much Halloween in its trope form um, that's really all I've been all I've been watching all I've had to report uh, nice. have, you got, have you got much else? not really man not really uh, I mean yes yeah, Super Cheers Island obviously as we just talked about um, I've been keeping up to date with my uh, Grand Theft Auto roleplay uh, on Twitch I really enjoy watching that jumping from different people seeing how they're interacting what are different characters and you know what are they roleplaying at the moment it's very i find it very interesting to watch and people are very entertaining um i finished marvel's guardians of the galaxy uh the game that i talked about last week um yep finished it off loved it the story was great um you know it's the game where choices that you make um you know change the game or what happens later in the game um and i gotta say i did a pretty good run through it was uh, i did pretty well um so we'll definitely play that uh, play that again to be honest to try some different things um and as of yesterday i just started playing a game that was released last year 2020 and that's cyberpunk 2077 um it was released last year with massive hype um you know it was just going to be this massive game um and basically they delivered a game that was not what they promised uh it was buggy it was glitchy uh, there's been patches for the past year to fix things. Um, it was just very underwhelming. Um, and I just found out that Morgan actually had it in her drawer. And I had been meaning to play it for a long time. So I loaded it up on my PS5 and started playing it last night. Um, customized my character, all of that. But it's basically just a open world or open city, um, first person shooter, you know, adventure, crime, hacking tech just a whole bunch of you know futuristic stuff um so yeah i am going to enjoy playing it but the reason i didn't get it when it first came out was because it just got so much bad reception um and now there's been a lot of patches and fixes to it so i thought it was a good time to start playing um other than that that is it i really haven't watched anything this past week just to just playing my games and watching people play games (laughs) it's always hey nothing nothing wrong with that Nothing wrong with that at all. No, no, no. Other people playing? You're watching? It's entertainment? Especially when you've got, you know, a few few days to fill. A little yeah, bit of I mean, spare time. I've on got your hands. I've got bloody weeks to fill, mate. <laughs> hey, um do you want to do ten to two today or do you think we should uh should wrap it up there? It depends on how you're feeling. 
I mean, it depends on how people are listening at this point. You get to 15 minutes, you're like, oh, they're still going on. Let's ch- let's chuck it in there. Let's, yeah, let's do, do it. it. Let's we'll do, do it. it quickly. We'll do it quickly. Yep. Um, I have my two words written. I've got it already. Uh, let's just bring up the chat with Matt. I'm um, grabbing the chat. I'm grabbing the chat. I tell you what, seeing as you are ahead, I think yes. you should get to keep going first because that's oh. sort of what we've been doing most of the time. So we'll stick with okay. it. Okay, lovely. Um, I've got two words here. I'm going to figure out which one I want to start with. Oh, that one could be big. I'm going to do this one. My word... Oh, this is going to go horribly wrong. My word is basketball. Ooh, basketball. Before I put it in, just a reminder if you've never listened to an episode before. 10 to 2, it's a game where Matt and I go back through our Facebook message chats. We pick words which we think we will have sent to each other between two and ten times uh if you get a word that's t- uh, ten to two you get a point and then from there you get more points based on if you can guess uh when a certain message was sent with that word in it play along as we continue on basketball uh so you think there's gonna be high do you yeah i do i do but it was the only word that popped in my head because it's related i know we've talked about it before i just don't know how much has been mentioned i think this would be a ten to two if i had to guess Okay. Searching. Two. Oh Just my two. gosh. Just what? two. Really? Okay. You're playing basketball the bloody so, time. Let's see what the two... Well, not that much recently. I guess we don't really talk um, about it. <laughs> oh, interesting. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So there's only two options for me to choose from. Uh-huh. Um... I, you know what? I'm going to be, I'm going to be tough on you. Okay, do it. Give it to me. I'm going to be the tougher of the two. Only because the other one I think is quite easy. Nice. So this is a message that I sent. Uh Uh-huh. CBF with basketball. So lions all around. CBF with basketball. So lions all around. So lions? As in, you have a lion. (sighs) CBF with basketball, so lions all around. What the heck? That's crazy. I'm playing some defense here. I've given you a hard one because I think you would have maybe got full marks on the other one and you're up three. I simply cannot allow it. No, fair enough. Um, I mean, I think back to when we were in social basketball back at uni. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I completely forgot we ever did that. So yeah. let that be... Yeah. indicator or not no we did we did we played social basketball at uni for a little bit for a season um cv for basketball lines all around i think it's going to be am i doing month or year start year. with the year i'm gonna go 2020 it was this year Oh, it was it. this year and you know what weirdly the two the two were a day apart so clearly it was uh it was a um you know a, a thing but Random. it was it was when you were in wellington in july this year oh. so the context was that you had said you had an audition that came through and could you stay at mine and i said more than welcome to crash i have basketball early and then need to go to the veggie market could probably do recording after that uh and that that was the day before and then the message that i sent you was about saying i'm not going to basketball so we can record um the other one just had so much in it it was like there's an audition you can stay at mine and i thought no 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 so 
So sorry to play some defense on you, but no, perhaps that's that'll, f- hey, that'll, you uh, that'll you open the window it. for me. You get a point. So I you're get one up point. eight four. Yep. Um, my first word for ten to two is going to be rain. Rain. R a i n. In the weather. I'm like, surely over the course of the years we've known each other, we've sent some messages about how it's raining, uh, which I'm sure will come up, but I think that's fair. You want um, me to accept raining as well, yeah? Uh, yep, and if that takes me over the 10, that's fair enough. <laughs> uh, I can safely say that rain, raining, has been mentioned six times. Nice. It's a point for you, sir. Point for me. Okay. I'll leave it up to you to decide how harsh you want to be. Be harsh. It's fine. It's fine. Don't take pity on me. Uh, The other word that I was going to use, which I probably won't use in the future, was going to be sun. I'm quite lucky Ah, picking picking themed words together. But I thought raining was maybe more likely because probably more likely to send something that's a troublesome issue to you than, than comment on. How nice and sunny it is, I guess, unless you're like, oh, it's sunny, let's go to the beach. Uh, <laughs> as I swill the last of my garage east around my can while you decide which one you want to pick. Not not to put any time pressure on you. I can monologue. Uh, it is very rainy in Wellington. If anyone cares, it's the 4th of November when you listen to this. I'm really cold the last two days, and it's been really hot up to that, which leads into my frustrations about temperature. Two pairs of socks today and slippers. Um... He's deep in thought. He's oh, wow. really thinking. No, uh, the the thing is, is that it's not really telling me like what. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I understand now. Trouble. There's trouble in Auckland. The connection's down. The five G is not working. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be horrible on you. Fair um, enough. This one uh, was a message from me to you. Okay. I said, love that. The weather here is horrible today. But when I say horrible, I mean I love the rain. <laughs> but very much a pathetic fallacy on this level three. Oh, okay. Okay. So it could be this year or last year. Um, hmm. I think I remember you sending this message. So I think I'm going to guess this year. That is correct. Nice, nice. Okay. Uh, I mean, we throw pathetic fallacy around a lot, but not so often that I wouldn't remember it. (laughs) So winter month. Can I get you to race through it really quickly just while I think? Love that. The weather here is horrible today, but when I say horrible, I mean I love the rain. <laughs> but very much a pathetic fallacy on this level three. Ah, uh, the way you read that made me think there's definitely a show in this where we don't have to write anything and we just go through our messages. We just go so through our messages. Just, just pop that oh, down. I'm writing there. that down right now write it down. I love that. Write it down right now. Easy to do. We have all the messages. <laughs> love that. Um, it's just going to be a winter month stab. I'm not going to try to think about it too much. I am going to go simply because it was the same month as the one I guessed. July. That is incorrect. Ah. That is incorrect. When was the last time we had level three this year? Ah, oh, true. True. I didn't even think about that. Was, so not this one? 
Was it was this lockdown or it the wasn't one this earlier? lockdown? No. Oh, to be honest, I wouldn't have even been able to figure that out. That's because it wasn't in Wellington. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> it was in February. Oh. <laughs> Didn't we? Weren't we in level three as well? Did you? I thought yeah, it was I just an so. Auckland level three. No, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. no anyway. points for me. Well, a point for me. The scores go eight five. Uh, <laughs> love that. It's the just to put it in reference for us. It's the same week that we did uh, the Gone Girl episode. Oh yeah, it feels like ages ago. That Strange that I ago. remember you saying the whole pathetic fallacy. Pathetic fallacy. Also, yeah. I probably wouldn't have guessed that it would be raining in February in Auckland because Auckland obviously has amazing weather, as everyone always bangs on about. <laughs> anyway, before it descends into a fist fight, which we know Matt will pile into <laughs> the second person, uh, how's your beer, beer been, bro? Number yeah, 25, good. week of brulette. Let's get a score from you uh, and a quick review, if you don't mind. Yeah, really nice, really simple like hazy pale ale it really is what's in the name you're getting your pale ale but with those hazy notes it's not too thick it's not too light um so it's real nice medium down the range i really love the notes at the start of it um which has been really easy to drink i've actually almost finished it without realizing that i've almost finished it um once again having a cheap quick look through my notes um, hazy pale ale. That's right. The Urbanaut Juno, which was a hazy pale ale, I gave that an eight, um, which must have been very good. This is definitely in the same line and vein as that. But to be honest, I'm. Uh, it was my gut instinct. I'm going to give this a seven point eight. Ooh, similar score to what I'm going to give the Garagista. I think. Nice, nice. All I can think of comparing the Garagista is to Paradox Bitter Butch, like this sort of central IPA, yeah. right? I gave the bit of itch an 8.5, which is maybe a slightly inflated score, and maybe it needs to be slightly lower. But, you know, I've done more Garage Project than anything else, and I'm just trying to think of it in comparison to sort of other Garage Projects uh, that we've we've had. Uh, I mean, the White Mischief Sour was an 8.4, Transit of Venus was 8.3, the XO33 Liger was a 7.6, the Ghostlight Hazy, which I was disappointed from a hazy perspective, was an 8.1, but I was I remember oh. saying if it was an IPA, I probably would have given it, you know, yep. a decent score. Yeah. So I don't think I'm gonna give a Garagista an eight. I'm gonna give it a seven point nine. Still a solid. It's nice. you know, it's it's something that I would drink in a bar on tap if there were other options that I didn't like the sound of. But yeah. you know, it, it very much is sort of a staple run of the mill IPA, so I can't give it an eight. Nah, fair enough. I, the the thing that I have loved and found out drinking these beers over the weeks is that most of them we would drink again, you know? Yeah. And I think yeah. that's the thing about craft beer is it's, yeah, I would drink this again, but there's so many different options to drink. You don't have to keep drinking the same beer every weekend from the same box, you know? Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, I, I think that that's just yeah. I think that's why yeah, I enjoy craft beer because it's yeah. I would drink this stuff again, but there's so much more to try. Yeah, absolutely. Just you wait, bro. When we're finally allowed to be in the same room, they are going to be a, a couple of cans they yeah. can put away. True. Um, but we've been doing uh, crazy. We've done 25 weeks of this. Yeah, that's crazy. It is Essent- crazy. Essentially half a year. 50 craft beers. Um, we should say next two weeks we're, we're taking a little hiatus, which is very much yes. from my end. Uh, next Thursday, I have somewhere to be in the afternoon slash evening. 
um, not as mysterious or interesting as I made that sound. <laughs> and then the week after that, uh, it is my birthday. And oh I'm actually shooting gosh. the short film on that day. So it's not going to be that interesting of a birthday other than shooting short film, which will be fun. Um, but it'll be definitely a sort of move things around type birthday. I don't even know when I'm going to see mum, dad. Uh, forget about any presents. Uh, but the exciting thing I do have on my birthday is uh, going to the, the restaurant Hiakai in Wellington, nice. which is Monique Fiso's uh, restaurant all about using... Uh, Māori ingredients. Yeah. Uh, the wait list is about six months, so we booked this way back in March or April or something wow. like that. So when the old short film uh, got confirmed, I said, so can we wrap it four on my birthday? <laughs> Which they've very kindly agreed to. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so we'll be having a little bit of a break. We uh, we won't see you until sort of three three weeks from now which gives you time to catch up on some episodes or you know do something else with your life <laughs> yeah uh, not listen to us so. yeah yeah <laughs> fingers crossed that maybe by the next time we come back matt has a couple more freedoms to his name but uh yeah just a little break i mean as i said to matt it's been a while since we took one and probably should have yeah. taken that into account when i thought about you know do we do 10 to 2 slightly longer episode I mean, maybe if we'd said it at the start, people would have saved the episode, but we've tricked you. You've got all the way to the end, and <laughs> there's still nothing there. more. There's nothing more coming. Uh, but yeah, thank you for this week, bro. And obviously, uh, thank you for agreeing to a couple of weeks off. Uh, I had to really had to really bargain with Matt there. Yeah, but, um, that's true. Yeah, you know. I mean, I love this so much, and it's the only thing I really have to look forward to in a week. Um, but I can sacrifice two weeks. That's fine. Nice. Um, but look, I I, I got to say, bro, you know, on the, on the podcast frame of it, and and from our listeners, um, because we won't see you until after or listen to you until after you ha- um, your birthday. Happy birthday! Oh, cheers, for when bro. that arrives, I know I will be saying it on the day. But anyway, for everyone listening, throw your happy birthdays his way. Um, and yeah, I look forward to when we get back on here. I know we have um a good topic up the pipeline. Uh, maybe give us a few weeks to kind of start diving into the mind of what that's going to be um but yeah uh thank you very much for today um and best of luck for everything you got going these next two weeks man thank you bro obviously uh you will be kept up to date the audience will not but yeah <laughs> we'll check back in uh probably late november uh it'll be a be a double barrel week you know we'll get a big old weekly brew and a little topic coming down the line but uh until then catch up on old episodes um let us know if you know anything about how's how pizza's lamb shank cooking process <laughs> uh but other than that thank you as always for listening to us matt my bro thank you for this week 25 weeks of brulette 15 new zealand craft beers through Oof. i know we say it every week and we never deliver but maybe the two-week hiatus will lead to us actually posting our tables of rankings that's true something that we actually get through yep. maybe um <laughs> other than that all that has left to be said from matt and i We'll see you next time. I'll be waiting for you to come around. Hesitating with my feet stuck in the ground.